This week on Three Sides of the Coin, we talk about Paul Stanley's latest statement without actually talking about it, but we kind of get back to why and what do we love about rock and roll, and it ain't the goddamn drama that some of these musicians are putting out there. And I'm not talking just about Kiss. There's a lot of bands lately that are filling the world with drama. We don't have time for it. Just crank the freaking music up and have a good time. This is Three Sides of the Coin. Talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. You got Mike, you got Tommy, you got Mark. I don't know where the lovely Lisa is today. She's, she's, she's probably doing some motherly duty for the kids, taking them to school, picking them up from school, something like that. Come on, what's um, more important? Us. Exactly. Us. God damn it. You're fired because you didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. we None of us would be on this show if that was the case because we've all not shown up. Exactly. Some more than others lately. I'm glad exactly. there's a around. Um, all right. So today, well, here, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, let's just roll the dice and see if Tommy has got any comments. Hold on. Vegas odds? No way. No way. I'm, I'm taking the under. <laughs> I have comments. Whoa! Oh, fuck. <laughs> right out of the box. Yeah. Ouch, that hurt. <laughs> but but I want to I want to ask a question to everybody. Yes, how do you <laughs> exactly? How do you know? A Green Bay Packer fan has been in your backyard. I don't know, Tommy. How do you know how a Green Bay Packer fan has been in your backyard? Your garbage can is empty and your dog is pregnant. <clears throat> okay. Um, there was a lot of love for this particular episode. And this is the one where we had a guest come on to talk about their um experience meet and greet experience yeah um stephen jones michael and mark you missed the perfect opportunity regarding the heat on the stage to say that it gets hotter than hell up there however on a serious note i am happy gene is okay um and then uh bretsky the peter chris meet and greet in charlotte north carolina was outstanding peter allowed veterans of the uh, in the front of the line, privileges for picks and signatures. As a vet, I was so freaking surprised and happy. That's I think that's, yeah, that's the, awesome. the best thing I've heard today. Um, and then uh, lastly, uh, John Falk, it's way harder to sell stage plate equipment from a drummer because each drum has to be perfectly tuned and maybe only one per show if it's a snare. You could do one snare and two kick heads. So I don't know. Go. Mark, you're the drummer. Does that yeah, make you, sense? Is yeah. it more is it more difficult to sell stage played snares and stuff? Well, well, that's what everybody wants. I mean, it's put it this way, that's what they offer for a reason. I mean, that just makes things a whole lot easier. Plus, also every drum set has a 
snare. You know what I mean? Not every set has a 10 inch Tom, you know what I mean? So why right. would, well, why I, would you, I, I why, guess... you wouldn't have any use for that? You know, that's how come they I don't mean... sell. Yeah. For the most part, they don't sell, you know, eight string bases and shit like that. It's not right. But I mean, I guess back to selling a stage played snare. Okay. Yes. Yes. Every, everything has to be tuned. Hey, listen, every bass and every guitar has to also yeah. be tuned that, that, as that's well. Not, it has nothing to do with tuning. It has everything to do with practicality. Yeah. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's not like a drummer tours with one snare. They have multiple. They've got a backup snare sitting on stage ready to go in case the snare they're playing live Mul with. Multiple ones. Multiple. So I... I don't know. I'm and listen, you know, if Eric wants to chime in, he can. I'm just assuming that maybe Eric's got a personal reason why he doesn't want to do that. I I don't see there's any there's any, there's no there's no reason holding him back other than whether he wants to or doesn't want to. Oh no, no, no. I I'm gonna I'll I'll just squash this whole thing. There's they sell snares because they're practical and they go with every single kit. It's the same reason they don't sell double neck guitar or offer double neck guitars and eight string basses. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but but are you, are you saying because when we talked to Larry last week, Eric wasn't selling stage played equipment. Is he now? Does he now sell stage played equipment? I don't know. I, I, I'll put it this way. I'm not going to go uh, and say yes, but I do know that he will sell a stage played snare um, or he has in the past. I don't know about okay. every single gig. And that's not something we talk about. You know what I mean? I don't, and I, plus that's not something I pay attention to, right. but I do know that um, he has, I, this, I know, I know that he's sold stage used. Um, snares oh, yeah. I'm for, I've, I've seen people every once in a while post that they've purchased a, you know, a legit snare from him. Yeah, so that I do know. Um, I, I also know that he just sells the regular custom ones. But again, every single drum set in America and around the world is going to need a snare. You could put, if you so choose, you could put the, you know, the Eric Singer snare on your kid and you could play, you know, the, a replica of the same one that he plays. Right, um, right. You know, but again... <clears throat> They're not going to offer the um, a ten inch tom. It just doesn't. It makes zero sense. It makes zero practicality. That's why. I mean, uh, Eric sells the skins off those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He definitely. Yeah. You can see those all over the place. Yeah. So I mean, because that's practical. All all this stuff goes back to practicality too. You know what I mean? Um, right. And, and then uh, now that's instrument wise. And then you go things that aren't so much practical as they are people, things that people want, like a fire sword. It's not practical. You're not going to use that. I, I wonder if we can, can we, can we buy Eric's stage played grand piano? Well, that I don't think is Eric's. I think that's uh, the band. <laughs> that's, that's the production company. They probably yeah. rented that for the tour. So, the but, seat uh, that Eric sits on. Matter of fact, has been I, do on believe, I do believe Billy, Billy Baker, who does Eric's drums, I think he did the finish for that piano. I think he did. If I'm, I hope I'm right, but I think he did. Billy's done some work for me as well. What a great guy. 
Um, he's done some work on, uh, matter of fact, my pearl kit he got for me, uh, or at least he steered me to the guy who sold it to me and my Ludwig kit. He's, he's uh, done a few things for me on that too. So um, he, he's incredible. Um, if you ever get it, if you're a drummer and you need some drum work done, uh, Baker drums are, it's like, the, as a matter of fact, it's rare. It goes, it's phenomenal. So uh, you get a chance, big shout out to, to Billy. So, uh, uh, but yeah, but I, I think that he did the piano, this, the mirror finish. On that, I think so. Someone will correct me. Oh, I'm sure. Um, Cause they live to correct Mark. I don't care. None of us give a crap being corrected. Uh, Tommy, any other comments? Keep going, man. Well, I I, I suppose I could read some more if you'd like me to. Well, that's just what that's That's all we did. I did three, and you're always like, "Oh, okay, let's move on." No, Um, that's three in how many weeks? Okay, how about this? That's three in over ten years. Peja, (laughs) great episode. Thanks for the insights. Awesome. That was good. Heartfelt. Um, <laughs> Our listeners love hearing their names. Yes. Well, then why don't I just do that? John Falk, the Kruber, Carlos Alberto <laughs> Velasquez Juinga, Peja, Don, John Falk, Steve Jones, Matt Vincent, or Vincent, Vincent, Vincente, and Johnny Johns. Tommy's yes, like the thank, chick thank, from thank fucking, you for uh, all of your comments. Yeah, oh, you, we appreciate Tommy's it. Like the chick from Romper Room. I think I see John Smith over yeah, there. Billy and <laughs> da, 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 da. yeah, I see Mark. Romper, what? How'd it go? Romper, stomper, bumper, boo, or something like that. I yeah, bend over, that. baby, was... and I'll. Well, no, that's a different. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> Tommy, you got to ruin romper room. I'm going to send oh, yeah. you. Yeah, I'm going to send you to therapy over your childhood. Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. we take enough crap as it is. You don't have to go out there and drag romper room into the sexual gutter. <laughs> well, Mr. Green All Jeans, right. I think. Is, um, I don't know. Maybe he's not on that. I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, in, in kiss-related news. I think they're done. Well, by the time you are watching this, they're done with their tour in, in South America. And they played a huge freaking mm-hmm. crowds. Now, okay, before anybody says anything, yeah, they were festivals. And it was pretty freaking cool festival lineups, too. I mean, it was like Kiss, Scorpions, Deep Purple, Deep Purple Skid Row. I mean, it was, it was a kick-ass festival. But let's be clear here. Kiss were the headliners, and Kiss would not be booked to headline a festival if they couldn't sell tickets. No promoter in their right mind is going to book a band to be a headliner if they can't sell tickets. Okay? Stuck on that. Um, so yes, they, they finished up their tour of South America, huge crowds, like 50, 60,000 people. I mean, people didn't leave after, you know, all the other bands, they, they don't know. Like they, they, they were cheering. They were having a great time. They loved the band. They didn't want them to go away. What can you say? Forget Crazy. the haters. We won. <laughs> yep. Um, let's see. But other than that, I don't think there's any other 
KISS-related news. We still don't know what another box that's going to be. We still don't know the next off the soundboard. We did just um, pass a two-year anniversary, though. Of? I remember somebody was somebody was going to put out, a, I don't know, what was it? Was it a coloring book or something? I don't know. But in the meantime, our former guest, Alan, and Pierre, my good buddy Pierre, keep knocking shit out of the park, man. You want Stuff's outstanding. They if do like were, books if, every like two months, it seems like. I tell you what, if, if this is the shit, I tell you what, I, and I even said this day, I mean, I, this was months ago, but I, I love getting these. Alan puts, uh, I don't know, I mean, this was a redo on this. I just got it just so I'd have the, um, you know, the trilogy complete. Um, but this book, let me tell you, it's nothing but everything associated with the Kiss Army. All the, all the ads, all the books, all the shit you could buy through. Let me tell you, this is magic. If you're a Kiss fan, <laughs> this is fucking gold. It is, it is everything that, that, that you would want. So if you were going to think, if you were thinking about spending a hundred bucks and uh, would, this is actually way cheaper and, and, you know, Go to Alan, uh, you know, Kiss, Kiss Book in Japan, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and just these little, I, I would just, I wish that this was almost like a subscription thing. So I didn't have to like buy it every time. Alan, think about it. You really should do like a subscription for this thing. Alan I, and Pierre. Pierre, yeah, yes. Alan and Pierre just, yeah, just I, knock I just it out say, of the park. They release more stuff accidentally than Ross has. Who? That's Ooh. my point. Yeah. That, that, the, the, no, let's say Ross, the guy who still hasn't released his book and is almost done. He's been almost done for like eight years now. Mm-hmm. Almost done. Just a couple more things. Few more chapters to finish up. It's never happening. The all magic sto- book is never happening. Although we did, we we did hear that somebody said we had we had nothing. We did our our prediction wasn't accurate, right? Something like that. You showed me something. Like no, that. The, the, somebody somebody said we pulled down our interview with Ross because we were jealous of Julian's better interview with Ross. Is that that was it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's some great. That's that's. How can that's I some that's some great alternate reality more. there, Lebanon. Busted, busted. <laughs> you caught us. We are we're vindictive. Oh we're spiteful. We're petty. We're jealous. We're envious. We are all of those things. Of course, no, none of us understood what he was trying. The point he was trying to make. But it's, again, all it's, I know is all I remember saying is like that thing ain't coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all, yeah. That's exa- exactly it. All I remember is literally the three of us when we hung up with Ross's interview back in June of. 2015 keep that in mind the three of us looked at each other online and we were like this book is not happening and we can't put this interview out exactly and and we basically i think if i recall i mean again somebody will correct me i think we posted the interview for maybe one day 
And then we were like, we got to get up and record a quick 20 minute why we pulled this interview down. Because again, as soon as that interview was done, we all looked at each other and said, there's it wasn't no way. Mike, if you remember, we were texting one another. We're like, yeah, as it was happening. As it was happening. As we were interviewing. fucking insane. The this, and, and, and what we were saying back then was, we interviewed him in June of 2015. We said, you know, this isn't coming out by December of 2015. It's not coming out by Christmas 2015. Nope. And we can't, and we can't. In good conscience, you to post to an episode this. for you to give money to this guy when we weren't going to give money and we didn't believe in it. So that's why we pulled it down. But know who you can send money to? Right Alan there. Yeah. That's who you can send money to. You want to get these kick ass, fucking full color, phenomenal fucking books and newsletters and just. You know, on top, this last one was uh, about everything about Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. This one's about everything, you know, Kiss Army. And I know he's got a new one he's already working on. You want you want cool books like that? Kiss Book in Japan. You'll, you'll, get, you'll get it. Yeah. You'll get, get them it. before they sell out because they sell out so fast. Yes, they, exactly. they sell out, but he, he is delivered on every single thing he has promised over the years a hundred percent a hundred fucking percent that's how come we're telling you send your money there you want cool kiss books send your money there yeah and and if there's somebody who wants to sell a kiss book that we don't think they're gonna deliver we'll tell you but you can bet every fucking dime you got on alan and pierre delivering they do and they do and, and, and and i will just add and you can count on julian when julian yes. releases a book you can count on Julian delivering as well. By the way, I, and I hope he's not mad. He did send me the uh, that Kisteria thing. I know it's coming out later, just a, a, like an advanced copy. I think it's his best book yet. I, Which reminds I, me, we, we do need to get him on the show, don't we? We, yes, we need yes, to get him yes. update to come on to talk about it. Yeah, yeah I, let me okay. tell you, when that thing, I don't, I don't know if it's on sale yet or whatever, but Fuck me, man. That thing's incredible. Like hysteria about the unmasked era. And when I mean unmasked era, I mean the album 1980. Oh, boy. Where do you guys get that thing? Julian knocked it out of the park, man. Phenomenal. It always does. It always does. Again, we support support the people that fucking deliver for you. We'll we'll tell you what we believe in. We'll tell you what we don't believe in. You can make your own decision. We're not saying we're right or wrong, but, you know, in the case of magic, we were right. <laughs> yeah. And it only had nothing to do with anything other than our fucking conversation with the author. Anyone I know. Thinking, you're, 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 thinking... you're right, Mark. I, I remember as we were literally in the middle of that interview, we were messaging each other going, do you believe any of this? Is this... <laughs> we, we like, this isn't. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's got no business sense. He's got, he's got nothing. I remember saying something like, I know nothing about books, but I do understand budgets really well. <laughs> and, and I do understand a budget, budget and like a, a plan and, and, you know, the basics. <laughs> I, I remember, I think you asked something, happen. Michael, I think Michael asked him like, well, 
how many photos did you license? How much are the license? I don't know. I'm like, uh, it's a book about with pictures in it. You should know that. That that's kind of like what you you're selling, right? If you don't know how much it costs to sell, you know, it goes back like we even said then. You know, you can say, "Oh, I need a million dollars." Well, what if the book costs a million and ten? Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, they're, 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 because we still get these questions occasionally. It's like, what's the latest update on Ross's book, Magic? There you go. It's not done. It hasn't progressed anything. He's posted zero updates. Well, well, it's let, not happening, sure. I, people. I, I, I can't tell you that he hasn't worked. I, I don't know. A, I don't care. I didn't fucking, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't send him any money. Um, I, how could I? No way would I do that. Um, but, based on everything why would you think he worked on it he doesn't even like tell people it's going to be out next he just fucking gave up he he refuses to even give his paying customers a simple update of i have completed x amount of pages and i have x amount remaining he won't even do that yeah. And, and again, it's been two years since this, right? I think that's what uh, I, I, I've, I've given up. I mean, somewhere Julian's got a timeline of every date he's made uh, an update or a promise. I've stopped paying attention, but yeah, I'm sure it's been a couple of years since he last yeah, made a formal re- regardless, update. Regardless, you know, it used to be, you know, it'll be out by August and then, you know, by Thanksgiving and Christmas, then April and then, you know, continue cycle. And it's just nothing Anyways, now. I, I, I just wanted to give a shout out to Alan and Pierre for their hard work and their dedication. Speaking of which, whatever one they're working on next, because <laughs> I don't know if you notice, I'm in a different spot of the, of the, you're in the waiting room of the, museum. I'm in the waiting room of the, uh, this is, this is like, give you a little tour. This is a, uh, this is like, this isn't even the kiss room. This is the outside. And as you can see, I'm doing a little bit of work right there. I got to Got some stuff going on here. I, I still don't have my fucking room back the way I want it from last year when I got the basement waterproof. So it's it's about it's about 90%. So. And again, this isn't the kiss room. I'm in the outside, uh, the outside the kiss room part. So although you would think it was the kiss room because it's all kids. where where what which room do you keep musicians who come to visit? Actually, you know, where Billy where can we find like Billy Rowe? Where, where's Billy? <laughs> He's filed under B. <laughs> so B for Billy or B for Buck Cherry? There you go. Both. See, it was very convenient. <laughs> um, all right. Half of so, them is under um, Buck Cherry, and half of them is <laughs> in Billy Row. And and Jet Boy. I mean, you could find him under J or yes. B. Yes. You should, probably put, his, you should probably put his or, hands or or or, or BJ. <laughs> Um, all right. So, so today's topic and, and let me preface this up front. We are not looking to have this turn into any sort of a political discussion, a religious discussion, anything like that. If you leave comments that go into that territory, delete it and block. We don't want to get into all that stuff. There's plenty of other places on the internet if you want to get into 
your personal beliefs about stuff. Okay. The only personal beliefs we care about on three sides of the coin are how great Crazy Nights is and that you should come profess your love to that. Oh boy, look at the time. It's been a great show. It's been a great show. Um, so so this episode is 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 being led by Paul Stanley's recent comments. I'm not even going to share the comments. I'm not going to read the comments. If you don't know what's going on, go jump on Paul's Twitter, check just search for Paul Stanley in the news. He's been all over the news for some recent comments he personally made. And first, I want to just say he's got every right to say what he wants, just like everybody does. Okay? We're not saying he should shut up. We're just, I just want to say he can say what he needs to say, and that's his right to do that. But I think this episode is kind of about Stop the stop the drama in rock and roll. And let's get back to what rock and roll has always been. It's about having a freaking good time. It's about listening to music. It's about smiling. It's about your fist in the air. It's about hanging with your buddies. It's not getting into deep personal belief discussions. Okay. Well, you know, Michael, let me stop you right there because there was a time in the sixties where it was very political. Yeah. And that was, and that was a big part of rock and roll. And I got to admit, I think that gave birth to the seventies part where people throw it out there. Like me, I just, music to me is an escape. Music to me is fun. That's why I gravitated to, Slade and Alice Cooper and the Swede and then Kiss and you know that's why I I, I want to have fun I, and it's again, escapism this, it's escapism well, I, I said this a couple weeks ago on the show I, I don't think you were there Marcos when, no, I think it was Tommy. just you and Tommy yeah do you do you go into a restaurant and 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 after you eat the steak do you, do you go up to the cook and ask him his political or religious views and then you'll tell them how good the steak is or not good because if he doesn't share your same views now the steak you just ate that you thoroughly enjoyed well now you're going to start finding things wrong with because he didn't doesn't think like you do we've gone mad as a society we've gone mad and i'm and i'm not going to get specifics um so much that when people like paul stanley and gene simmons and insert favorite rock star here says something whether you agree with it or not i don't i'm one of the i'm the type of person and it's the same thing with actors um there i could i could give you a rolodex full of actors and comedians and musicians who i don't share their religious or political beliefs or but i fucking think they're funny and I think they're great actors. And I think they know a great melody when they fucking write one. And that's all I care about. And I, I'm not trying to preach to you. I'm just trying to tell you, I think we'd probably be a whole lot better off if we enjoyed the art. And if you want to get into the, you know, the nitty gritty on certain things, don't run your mouth, do something. 
if, you know, the best way I I had a, I had a teacher that was like, you know, go, if if you really want to participate in life, don't complain about it. Go do something about it. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, volunteer or whatever, but that, that's, that's a whole nother argument, but I'm just like here at three sides, the three of us knuckleheads and then Lisa, you know, if she was here, we're three vastly different people. We love one another and we get we, along we, 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 we put that, that, that bullshit aside and we have fun with the music and the band and the bands we love. And, and I think as a society, what you're getting to, Mark, is we've forgotten how to do that. We've forgotten how uh, here, uh, and I may have said this in the past on the show, but my dad, rest in peace. One of the things he repeatedly told me was there's three things in life that are nobody's business. You don't have to tell people any of this stuff, and they have no business asking you this stuff. One, how much money you earn. Nobody's business. Two, who you voted for. That's nobody's business. Three, your religious views. That's nobody's business. You don't have to volunteer that. You don't have to answer those questions. Of course, you know, if you do your taxes, you got to put that in there. But, you know, if a person off the street walks up and goes, Tommy, how much money do you make a year? You can just say none of your business. But I feel like as a society, we feel like now, yeah, let's just tell everybody this stuff. I'm going to volunteer that information. And then when you don't like it, then it's the fan. And we got to get away from that. You know, let's go back to, I don't know, let's go back to remembering some stuff doesn't need to be discussed. Well, Michael, time, time and place is something that my parents. hundred percent. There you go. Time and place is, a, is important yeah, to be, this. Because I, I know I've shared this on the show before. I was very fortunate. And we've had people on this show, both guests and in our comments se- 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 sections. Um, you know, I was very fortunate. I, I grew up in a, in a you know devout Catholic family and stuff. And I had people tell my mother. Like, oh, my God, Mark's really into, you know, the heavy metal. And uh, my mom was like, yeah, it's fucking entertainment. Keeps them happy. Oh, yeah. that makes you happy. Here's five more. It keeps you out of trouble. Here's five more. You know what I mean? She knew the kind of music I was playing. I was in my first band in seventh grade. I, I loved hard rock and heavy metal. It made me happy. That's what my mom saw. <laughs> it's not like oh my god that guy's dressed up like a you know like a vampire and he's spitting blood well yeah so did bella lugosi okay? yeah <laughs> you know i i guess that's maybe how come i have the viewpoint that i do is that you have to separate things and more importantly and you know is the time and place and and like i said there are things that gene and paul and every other steven tyler you know everything everybody all these rock stars have said some I go okay yeah I can get behind it other stuff I'm like what are you kidding but it doesn't mean that walk this way is any less a fucking catchy tune <laughs> or Detroit Rock City or Cat Scratch Fever or whatever those are songs I love and when you were a kid when you were rocking out you we were going oh my god who did he vote for 
Well, yeah, because well, that's, exactly. that's, that's the fucking problem, man. Right. Take that, we don't, the reason we're talking about this is because we're like, can you believe this nonsense? Rocket, what we're doing here on three sides, we're, we're, we want to be the anti that. We want you to come here and have fun. That's that's the whole reason we keep doing this together. The th- the four of us, when Lisa's here, is because we care about one another. We have a lot of fun, and again, we're four diverse, different people. We can do it. You should be able to do it too. It, and, it, and like Michael said, don't come here because Michael don't had don't bring thing. your drama here because yes. we there's there's listen, all of us, not just us on the show, but every listener. There's more than enough drama surrounding our lives everywhere in the world today. Not just the internet, but whether it's in books and magazines and movies, the drama's out there. And you know what? It's nice to go somewhere that's a bit drama-free, where you can just celebrate, have a good time. Because, and and this has been repeated many times on the show, and it's and it's one of the things that's always kept in my mind about kiss for the longest time in interview after interview as a kid they were as i was growing up they would always say we're we kiss we're about escaping all the drama in your life come to a kiss concert and forget about all the drama that's driving you crazy whether it's at school or at work or your family for two hours it's just great rock and roll with a bunch of people that love the same thing now, you could say that about listening to their album or watching a video. That's my view on this is like, this is somewhere for a couple hours, for 90 minutes. The drama of life isn't there. We're, we're, we're celebrating. We're having fun with rock and roll that we love. And, and, and I do want to I wanna make it clear. This isn't just pinpointed at Paul Stanley. God knows Gene Simmons has opened his mouth up a lot and inserted foot. But you got stuff like the drama that's going on in Motley Crue right now between Nikki Six and Mick Mars and their band manager. It's just like, really? Does that shit need to be out here? You know, you can have private conversations between band members and lawyers and managers and all this other stuff. You know what? I mean, Motley Crue is like down at the devil. You know, fuck yeah. Come on. Let's just crank that up. Yeah, there's drama. I get it. I've worked with many bands. There's there's no love in any band. There's always drama. But the thing I feel like for fans is as a fan, I don't want that drama brought to me by my favorite band now. Now, now my favorite band is less fun because they're creating and surrounding themselves with drama and again this could be any band out there because we know you know whether it's judas priest or motley Crue or iron maiden or you name it there's drama at some point in time that gets dragged out and it's just like come on let's forget the drama and let's remember why this was all started i mean it was it was a snake you know, a couple episodes ago where he talked about, yeah, you know, it's all about when remembering when Rachel and I were in the basement before we even had a record deal and I ever had our first album. What was it all about? 
was about that excitement of, of two musicians getting together and writing music and what that made you feel. It's like, yeah, there you go. Now, granted, as an artist, the outside world influences your songs and comes out in the lyric. I mean, you know, you can go all the way back to, you know, War Pigs by Black Sabbath. That's, it's not a song about bacon. Okay. <laughs> I mean, surprising, to, <laughs> surprising to uh, yeah. Mark's like mm, bacon could we call bacon. it midnight war pigs <laughs> <laughs> I mean oh. yeah I, I, I get that bands write about stuff like that and that's good because I kind of like it when it's left to the lyrics I don't need to have band members start making just commentary about stuff because i mean wasn't it alice cooper who a few years ago who said musicians need to keep their mouths shut when it comes to this stuff well alice said that gene did too but here's the fun again one thing i think human beings have to accept i'm one of them if you're human and you're listening to this at times you're a hypocrite it's human nature human nature I have strong opinions on things. Michael does, Tommy does. I'm sure Lisa does if she was here. You're allowed to feel that. You're allowed to think that way. What we're saying is this is the tent. This is the, the roadside tent where you're, if you want to get off and get in the tent with a bunch of people and have some fun and laughs and talk about rock and roll, this is, this is the spot. Leave the, drama, the, leave the drama at the door. The door. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about this, too, because we're starting to see some. Mike had to delete something today. But although I think deep down, Mike loves the band. Here. <laughs> well, he lives for that shit. I don't I don't love banning people, but this is the sort of shit that makes it very easy to take the trash out. That's that's the way I look at it. If all you're going to do is come and leave comments that are filled with attacks and hatred and criticizing other people get out of here we don't want that on our group and our page as we've said there's plenty of other okay first of all there's no freedom of speech got it people do we need that lesson to start this whole thing freedom of speech the first amendment does not exist on the internet no matter who claims it every single website has something called the terms of use, terms and conditions that you agree to. And you've never read them, but I have, because one of my old jobs was all about that. You go into the great detail and there's a laundry list of shit that these websites will not allow you to say and do. And it's up to their own decision as to what's in there. There's no... There's no constitution. There's no bill of rights. There's no laws that protect you. Okay. So Facebook has their own rules. We create the rules we want within our page and our group. And we, as a group of the four of us have decided we don't want this bullshit and this drama. There's many other groups that will allow you to say that. And you're free to go there and talk about it. And it's no skin off our back if you want to leave and go there. That's perfectly fine. We want drama-free. 
again, leave the drama at the door. If you're going to think you're going to bring your drama into our party, you're not going to be at the party very long. Well, or you can just I, keep the drama at your mama's, one of the two. Drama at your mama's. There you go. <laughs> I have some things I'd like to say. The era in which I grew up, or we grew up, was a different time than it is now. I can remember as a child at, you know, neighborhood barbecues with our next door neighbors and stuff. And my parents and, and my friend's parents, they would have conversations about things that are going on in the world right now. And they would agree or disagree on one thing or another, but it never got political. It was always about the issues. But at the end of the day, we all went our separate ways. And yeah, tomorrow, yeah, and tomorrow when there is uh, 10 inches of snow, we're helping each other climb out of our driveways. The, I think the internet is the big problem here because to your point, Michael, they, it gives people this sense of empowerment of this free speech idea that doesn't truly exist. But also too, if you listen to all that music in the 60s, during Vietnam and into the 70s, a lot of that was, again, it was music about the issues. It wasn't music about a political party or person. It was, a, it was issues with what was going on. So I fully support Paul and in, in him having the right to say what he says. But I think that there's a huge difference here. It's one thing to go on Twitter, say how you feel. And it's another thing to tell me that at a concert. That's where I take issue with it, especially, um, you know, people like Roger Waters. Fuck that guy. He's not even an American. And he's trying to tell us politically where we should stand. Fuck you. You know, I, I don't care. You're, you're not from here. And what you think has no bearing on my life. You don't live here. You don't know what it's all about. And he sits there and he tries to cram shit down your throat. You shouldn't vote for this person or you should only support that person. I was at Skinny Puppy last night. They're an industrial band from the late 80s into the 90s, like ministry, that sort of thing. And the very first song that they did last night, the whole thing was about chemical poisoning. Again, it was political from beginning to end, but not one mention of any party or person, just the issue. So for Paul to come out and say what he said, it takes a lot of courage knowing he's going to get ripped on. And I support him for that. I just don't want it at my concert. I want to go to the show. I want to enjoy it for two hours and go home. And I think that's where the problem is. And everybody seems to think now that they have the right to tell you everything that they feel and think. And that if for some reason you don't like it, then now you're a bigot or you're this or you're that or whatever. And you don't know someone on the internet. You don't know what they're really about. You don't know about their family members or their friends or their wives or their husbands or anything that's going on. You don't know how charitable they are. And I'm so tired of people painting people into a box and saying, well, so-and-so voted for so-and-so. So you're a fucking racist or so-and-so did, you know, any of that. You don't know why people vote the way they do. And you can't begin to say that you do because you've never walked a mile in their shoes. And all of a sudden, everybody's personal opinion seems to be more important than A, the facts, and B, what other people think about that particular 
issue. Uh, we're living in a time right now where there are people who are scared to speak up and say what they really truly feel because they're going to be branded one way or another about one thing that they say. And that's unreasonable and unfair. And that's not the America that I grew up in. This should be fair and free for everybody in this country. You should be able to speak your views, but you also have to know your place. And your place is not to just spouse or spout your bullshit on any given page. Like Michael said, there are pages you can go to and you guys can argue all you want about one thing or another, but not here. We want to keep it fun for everybody. And I don't understand why everybody is so bent and lit up over the dumbest stuff that none of us can change. We can't. There's not one none thing None of us we can, can change and none of it, I shouldn't say none of it, the vast majority of it has zero impact on your actual life today. Yep. And if you, you think know, and, one- and, 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 and I'll, and, and just real quick, the example, listen, I'm not acknowledging that backing tracks and lip syncing don't exist. I'm just saying, I don't give a crap about it because it has zero impact on my life. Why am I going to spend one moment worrying about arguing about spending time revealing something that isn't going to change anything, anything don't go. in my yeah. life? Just don't go. If you don't like it, don't go. We've said this since day one. Make your choices and vote with your wallet. But it's it's Michael's right to feel the way that he does about that. And it's not your job to turn around and chastise him because that's his point of view. And that's what we need to get away from. People need to start treating each other as Americans or human beings worldwide with respect. And that's what we're missing right now. There's no reason why I can't be friends with somebody who has an opposite political view of me. It doesn't mean I care any less about that person. They're still as near and dear to me as they have been for the last 30, 40 years. Why would I give up uh, a friendship? Because we have a disagreement. That happens all the time. It's, it's, it's like, why would, you, why would you have issues with Kiss Alive after finding out Bob Kulik played a couple of notes on it? <laughs> Does it change Kiss Alive at all? No. <laughs> no. It, it, it doesn't. Yeah. And, and I just don't understand why everybody feels that they need, that you need Mike, to be their that? religion. Mike, is there a wasp's nest behind you? Is, you Are you going to be getting a text over the weekend, Mark? <laughs> that was, By the way, that was Michael. It was unscripted. Yeah, that, that was me. That was a joke, people. I'm poking all the drama that you guys created over that episode. But I'm sorry, Tommy, but no, no I mean, it, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, it, you know, you just just vote with your wallet. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Vote with your wallet, with your time, with your presence. If something you don't like, and to Mark's initial point, if it's really important to you, just posting on on Facebook isn't going to change one goddamn thing because you're no. basically talking to an echo chamber of the same people who listen and think like you do. Get out and actually do something. Volunteer. Mm-hmm. Protest. And, yep. And have one-on-one something. conversations with people that don't 
agree with you to see if you can maybe get them to see your point of view and change your mind. That's how you do it. But you can't just randomly, that's like saying everybody that's a Christian is bad or everyone that's Jewish or Muslim is bad. No, one has nothing to do with the other. It's just your preference, but it doesn't mean that you're wrong in any way, shape or form. And I'm so tired of it's got to be my way or no way. And these people stand up on these soapboxes and try to preach to you about this, that, and the other thing. And I just don't understand why we can't be civil to one another. Yeah, I, just... I, 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 I want to rein this back in a little bit more I, because, look, everybody on, you know, the three of us all have strong views about things. And I'll be honest, some of them are opposite views. But we come together for the things that we, because those are just, small parts of a total everybody again how boring would the world be if everybody agreed with you how boring would the would the world be if everybody acknowledged how horrible crazy nights is i i I bet some people gotta like it i not me but i i know i some people just there's actually people (laughs) there's actually people in this world who think motorhead is good i'm still going to be friends with them you can still love them. Tell yeah, them. There's, there, there, there's that, some people that, that, that crazy that, nights. Give them a hug today. If you there's yeah. some people that grew up as a drummer dreaming to drum with Pretty Boy Floyd. There's that too. Do we call them out on the failure of not getting in the band or getting in warrant? No, we don't. We love and support those people. We love them. We love them. So the point of all of this is that it shouldn't matter whether I'm white or I'm black or I'm Christian or I'm Jewish or I'm this or I'm that. What matters is, is, and I'll I'll go back to this because I still think it's one of the most brilliant things that I've ever heard. And history is so important. Martin Luther King said, don't judge me on the color of my skin, but judge me on the content of my character. Well, if someone shows you who they are, believe them. And if they are of good character, why can't you be friends? But you also have to think of it this way. You don't want people thinking you don't have good character because you are attacking someone that you don't know, that you'll never meet. But when you make that type of of statement online, you're more often than not the one who looks like the dick, not the person who made the original statement. You're never going to change someone's mind, but you can show what you think by having a one-on-one conversation, but online is not the place to do it. And, and on, well, there, there are places online, I will say that do encourage that kind of discussion. We three sides of the coin encourage that kind of discussion about kiss the band, the music, the shows. We don't encourage that sort of discussion about off topic. We don't encourage that about political views, personal views, religious views. It's not that we're dicks. It's not that we're communists. It's not that we're anti-free speech. We've just chosen that is conversation we don't want here. I want, I, but I think you guys would agree, I want conversations about the band, about what this band has done over 50 years for us. And listen, you can come in and have a conversation saying you don't like something. Do it in the proper way with proper respect and proper dialogue. You don't show up and say, anybody who likes monsters is a fucking idiot and has no ears and no taste and should not be in the KISS army because you're not a real fan. That's not the right way to do it. 
We have no time or patience to explain to you how to do it. You are just gone. We just show you the door because we've got plenty of other fans who can have great discussions and do it in a way that's respectful and mature. Well, Mike, that's one of the reasons that I always use the timeline thing because timeline in everything, that's how I even brought up at the beginning of this conversation, at a certain part, especially around the years that we were all born, world was a different place than it was by the time we were 10 years old. It was changing. I mean, but that happens all the time. So timeline does mean everything. And I, I tell you what, especially with the KISS fan, I've, I've been fortunate, and as we all have, the three of us here have, speaking for the three of us, we were all pretty much, for the most part, there from the glory years till now, or from the... Mm-hmm. Our perspective is going to be different from a kid who, you know, you know that, that got into them in the last 10 years, got into them in the 80s. And tr- trust me, the three of us have read, read enough IMs and emails of people like, oh, I, you know, my first tour was the Hot in the Shade tour. You know, of course, you're going to have a different outlook. The elder is going to be something totally different to you. That's how come I just say, you know, you have to understand where I came from. My, my perspective wasn't going back and going, oh, they, they took a chance. They did. Fuck no. It was different then. You wanted your band to rock. And, it, and, all, and everything around you, was, you know, they weren't, they weren't being the band you fell in love with. And it bothered me. And that's how come I feel a certain way about it. That's all. I mean, that's that's what this place here is for, is to talk about KISS and to talk about music. Because I will tell you, too, the three of us have totally eclectic tastes and we like all kinds of different stuff. Well, and it's just like TV shows. You can choose to watch a series or not. You can choose to watch the news. You can choose to watch a game show. You can flip through the channels on the internet. You can choose which websites and pages you go to, and you skip the ones that you don't want to. And that, for me, is why, at least from my perspective, whether it be Paul or whomever, I fully support their right to say how they feel. But I can also choose to ignore all of that. And the last thing I'm going to do is attack them, whether I agree or I don't agree. That doesn't make any sense. You know, well, and, I would I would also add. Us choosing to ignore stuff doesn't equate to us not caring. Right. I mean, we personally could care about what was said. But what we're saying here is it's not something that we want to spend hours and hours rehashing and analyzing and discussing in this show. Paul, as you said, Tom, Paul is 100% entitled to say what he wants, where he wants. I'll even go as far as saying, you know, he can say what he wants in concert. I mean, that's his stage. It's his show. And if I don't like it, I'm just not going to go to the show anymore. I mean, I will vote with my wallet and not buy a ticket. That's his even, choice. Yeah, even though I, I love Pink what, Floyd. What, what that means is there's consequences of when and how you say stuff. Totally. I, I want to give two examples here because one of them, Michael, something you just said, and I had more than a few of my European uh, friends that I see on the Kiss Cruise back around the uh, the 2016 tour 
they were very off put by the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. It's not that, you know, they didn't understand it and all that, but I had more than a couple of them. And again, they weren't like, oh, that they're like, well, they could have played another song. Why do you got to do that? I get it. But what you just said, Mike, that's what spurred my memory. It's Paul's stage. Do whatever he wants. You can do whatever he wants up there. You, you don't, you know, if you know he's doing that, you don't have to go. But with your wallet. You know, and, some, and, and I, for I, me, I, I loved it because I have so many family members who served in the military. So for well, me, it's well, it's I want to I want to before before you get back to that. So, yes, that was something, Tommy, I felt like you did there at the show. I and I've used this example. That's the reason I'm repeating it again. I, I, I love the pretenders. Absolutely love that band. Those first two fucking records rule. If you don't have the first two pretenders records, you go get them. But I had, Chrissy Hine came out literally, literally said, if you eat meat, go fuck yourself. Really? She was being this very strong. I just stopped liking her music. I didn't stop buying her music. I didn't stop going to see her in concert. I'm like, I'll put up with a comment that I don't agree with if I get to hear Tattooed Love Voice, because then it's worth me. I, I want to hear her art. I like her songwriting. I like that she's a great rock and roll chick. Do I agree with everything? Hardly anything. No, but she's that. not shoving it down your throat when you're at the show. But she's, my point is she's allowed to say, if she wants mm-hmm. to say that, fine. But I'm also like, eh, I'll put up with that if I get to hear this. And and just because somebody says things doesn't mean you have to go out and make a big to-do about. Who gives a fuck? Just fuck it. I, I want to hear Brass and Pocket. I, well, that's vote it. with your wallet. Yeah, yeah. Because like that wouldn't I, I stop me from bad, going to see a, a pretender show. I think it's know. a bad precedent if you're a musician to take a any sort of hardline view because you're going to alienate 50% of your crowd. But some people don't seem to care. Well, no. And even if Paul would have come out and said, hey, guess what? The sky is blue today in L.A. Someone's going to argue with them. Yeah, yeah it, it. it doesn't matter. But like I said, there, to me, there for, for me personally, there's a huge distinction between saying whatever you want to say on your own platform, whether it be Twitter or Facebook, wherever, versus standing there and lecturing me for five minutes about something, especially when you're not even a, you know, a U.S. citizen. And you're talking politics that offends me just like i don't i i'm i'm christian but i don't go to church but i support the right of you to go to church or for people to not go to church or to not have a view one way or another i support all of it but i'm not trying to tell you you should or shouldn't do this or be this one way or another you know i think, I think that, part, part of part of this for me is as as a society we have forgotten how to just walk away to keep walking to keep scrolling you know you don't you know listen and i'll say this with all seriousness i mean and, and it's no joke yes i love crazy nights yes a lot of fans do not love crazy nights when a fan comes to me and says i don't get this i don't understand how you can like that out whatever it is i don't look at that as the ringing of the bell, let's get ready to rumble and, you know, start fisticuff fighting over it. It's just like, okay, fine. You don't like it. I like it. I respect your opinion. 
and I just keep moving on. That as a society, that's what it's got to be. I've had people on the Kiss Cruise come up to me, go fucking Brambles right. That's crazy nights fucking rolled. What do, I, do I start throwing my food at them? No, yeah, no. exactly. Did you throw them off the boat? Yeah, no. Fucking laugh. It's awesome. Again, it, that's it, another it, thing too. You guys, I'm some. I'm sure you, some of you guys pick up on it. Sometimes we fuck with one another here a lot. I mean, the three of yeah. us we, all the time because you you got to have a sense of humor. You're not you gotta laugh at I yourself. Was, you gotta laugh yes. at the world. You gotta laugh at you gotta laugh at Kiss. Come on. Yes. If you can't laugh at Gene, Paul, Ace, Peter, and everybody else who's ever been in the band, you got no sense of humor. Well, and there's also there's a big difference too for me between ripping on someone and ripping on someone so case in point mark had posted something earlier in the week or over the weekend and i made a snide comment on it and he fired back and it was great i felt great about it i was in tears laughing at his response we do that all the time but there's a difference between trying to actually make someone feel bad because if you think about it we've all done that before and i don't know about any of you guys or any of the listeners but when i've done that in the past more often than not i've walked away not feeling any better about it if anything i feel worse like god i can't believe i actually did that there's i i've never seen an upside so we're encouraging everybody to just take the high road and stick with with the formula of enjoying music and being there for the right reason and just get rid of the noise you'll just it's all about my friend michael um has been battling cancer for six years now he happy, was supposed to happy he's, happy. Been, he's been on the show yes michael was supposed to be uh, gone five years ago that was the prognosis he's made it six years he's the toughest son of a bitch i've ever met anyways we've been lifelong friends and we've been having these really amazing conversations over the last several years that maybe someday we would have gotten to but it it seems like it's more pressing now as he you know goes through this battle and one of the conversations we had a week or two ago about a, is we promised each other that no matter what happens, neither one of us will ever allow someone to steal our peace. And that's essentially what people are trying to do when they're online and they rip you like that. Now, you can agree with Paul, you can disagree, but, you know, keep it to yourself and then just move on. Can't you just read it and go? Because I think that when you when you add to when you add fuel to the fire. It just enrages more people. It's like Mother Teresa always said, if you're going to protest something like protest war, I will never show up to that. But if you're going to have people getting together to uh, promote peace, I'll be the first one there. Because she was smart enough to know the difference between what that creates in the world. And I'm a big believer that when you say things they have a tendency to come to life or take on a life of their own almost like i wish i could scoop some stuff back that i've actually said before and that's just what i've learned especially in going through all of this stuff with michael and and these conversations have been amazing and it, it it's changing my life for the better and i want that for you two idiots as well as everybody else that listens to us I, we genuinely care about each and every one of you we are grateful that you're here even the haters i have no problem when they rip on me in a fun way but to just try to to insult someone else into or bully them into shutting up 
or not speaking their their point of view, that's what's wrong right now. And and you know, in re- in relation to the Paul issue specifically, if you've got something you want to say about it, there is actually one perfect place to have that discussion on Paul's Twitter with Paul. Yeah, and don't call you don't- yourself Starfighter Five Thousand. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean when you're bring, 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 bringing that battle to us, I don't, I don't care. Again, and I'm not saying that in, a, in, in, in a, any sort of a demeaning way, but you wanting to make your point with me about what you think about Paul, go talk to the source. Go talk to Paul. Go talk to Gene if you've got an issue with Gene. Go talk to Nikki Six. Go talk to McMars. Go talk to whoever you've got the problem with. Don't just go somewhere else and just spew it out and think that's going to that's going to solve the problem. Because guess what? Paul doesn't know what the fuck is being said on our pages. Paul probably has never been to our pages or our groups. He doesn't give a crap about what's being said. So if you want your words to maybe in the slightest, slightest chance connect, you got to go talk to the person. Not yeah. to us, and get the so straight. again. There, there, there's a place and a time for those conversations. Go straight. Paul to the can do what Paul can do what he wants on his personal Twitter. It's his to say what he wants. Yep. If Go and, straight and, to the and listen, he, I'm sure he's smart enough to know there was going to be consequences to what he said, and he was prepared mm-hmm. for that. Yep. If you totally. got issues, you bring you bring it up there. You don't bring it up here. One of the things, the biggest thing as as I've gotten older, and I would say this really struck started striking me at about 40, 45 years old, was I don't give a crap what anybody else thinks about me. And I only want to worry about what makes me happy. Because guess what? As you get older, you realize what's important in life. And you realize how short life is and once you are around once you've experienced death close to you family member spouse whatever it is it changes everything and you're just like i don't give a crap about your drama that you're trying to bring to me on the internet i will simply hit the block button and move on and be happy with my life with what makes me happy i'm going to go crank crazy nights because it makes me happy focus on i'm not worried i'm not worried about you i am not worrying about a single thing in my life that i can't actually change and has no impact on my life that is in my view a waste of your time and your energy to focus on something that you have no ability to change actually through your worrying Mm-hmm. Why we're talking about waste of time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Have any of you bought this? No. I, I haven't been able to find it. I bought the other one that was out a couple months ago. You know, I didn't get that one. This one, again, a lot of great photos in it. But do you guys get like totally crazy? I'm going to try and find it. You know, I don't have fucking. But, but there, there, there's stuff in there. It's like, here they are rocking out at, you know, on their 1978 tour. And I'm like, no, that's not. I know there's a picture in here. Is this it right here? Well, and, yeah, and right here. This is this is. Uh, 
uh, you know, Gene Simmons in, in 1978. That's the dynasty towards 79. And, and I know, like, the person who wrote that stuff didn't know and didn't care. But I'm like, if they're going to put out an all-kiss book, get, get a geek. There's, trust, trust me. There's thousands of us geeks. Have a geek go through it. Have a mm-hmm. geek go, no, that's dynasty. That's 1979. And go to the source when you want to know, to Michael's point. If you want to hear straight from the horse's mouth, go to Paul's page. Just like when I was driving around in the golf cart last summer at Rockfest, I saw Ice-T sitting in the in back all by himself because body count was playing. So I pulled up next to him. I'm like, are you Ice-T? He said, yeah. I said, is that insurance really worth buying? Because he pimps that shit on, on TV all the time. And he just looked at me. He just looked at me. He's like, motherfucker so there you go let's make it was, fun. was that let's, a yes or a no that's all he said to me he's like motherfucker i'm like okay because <laughs> he knew i was so much well like he, he knew i was ripping he, he knew i was ripping on him but i was trying okay. to make a light heart lighthearted joke it just didn't go over well but that's but, okay but yeah i mean you know i think we 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 spent enough time on this it it all we're trying to say here is Remember what rock and roll is about. Rock and roll is about having a freaking good time, you know. And, and maybe okay. this is what rock, rock and roll is all about. That's what it's about. Rock, there you go. Rock and roll to me is about having a good time. It's about smiling. It's about it's about feeling good. And and I don't want the drama that is being brought into it by musicians. You can, you can, again, you can write all the drama you want in your song lyrics, but I just have a zero interest. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. I'm like, you remember during the eighties, especially the heyday of the hair metal. It was like every week, new drama. Oh, uh, Axl Rose hates Brett Michaels and they punched each other out and had a fight and, and, and Nikki six hates Janie Lane. It's just like, what the fuck was the point of all that? It was all just stupid, wasted drama that had nothing to do with the music we were loving and the, the live shows we wanted to go see. And, and that's kind of what resides. We want this to be about stories, memories, experiences about this band that's, you know, pushing 50 years now. Ripping on Mark. We like yeah, you know, reminding Mark that he still has a chance to audition for Pretty Boy Floyd. You know, yeah, I don't care. I again, I do not care <laughs> what Paul Stanley is saying, what Gene Simmons is saying, what Nikki Six is saying. It, it, I just, it's a, it's, it's, you know, it's water off the it's back noise. of a duck type of thing. It's, it's noise. noise. It's mosquitoes. It's like get away from me. You know, I'm going to go crank Shout at the Devil. I'm going to go crank Destroyer. I'm going to go crank Crazy Nights. Whatever it, whatever your go-to is, that's let's let's remember why we love rock and roll to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, you know, hey, Paul, you're totally entitled to say what you want, but at the same time, I don't care what you're saying. I don't want to hear all that shit. I don't. I mean, you're that that that's not what Kiss was about for me. Specifically, to Kiss's point, 
Kiss was not about politics. Kiss was not about drama. I got enough of that drama just being a Kiss fan. I don't need the band members creating more drama around it. So, you know, if you got something you feel that's important about his statement, I totally respect that. Go talk to Paul about that. Go go find a group that's more supportive of that. Mike, we want to talk this, rock and roll. This is a great way to 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 end it. I'm I'm being serious. Here. Yeah, yeah. Still here, right? Still years. here. Fifty years. Not still here. But not by the their own choice. No, no, no. But that's my point. I can't go see them. I love Rush. I know. I've seen them tons of times. Obviously, being a drummer. They're gone, man. Guess what? They're yep. never fucking coming back. I've got another six, seven months of these guys torn. That's it. It's done. That that puts it in perspective, man. Mm-hmm. Stop the fucking bickering. Just go enjoy. Hey, hey you know all- what? Aerosmith fan, stop your fucking bickering. I've started to see comments of like, oh, the drama about Aerosmith's farewell tour announcement. It's like, yeah, dude, look, Joey Kramer. Joe, I, look, no one wants Joey Kramer more in the band than me. I have huge influence in my drumming and my, I love that. But for whatever reason, he's not going to tour. Am I happy about it? No, but still going. Tickets go on sale Friday, man. Vote it, with it, your it, wallet. It, it, vote with your wallet. And remember, I mean, yeah, we all know farewell tours don't always end up to be farewell tours, but just look at the age of these rock stars now. They might want to continue to play for another 10 years. They physically can't play for another 10 years. Yep. And hey, at any moment, Arrow, did you guys see that? Did you, what did you guys think of the video? Did you guys think it? Did you like it? I, 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 have, I haven't watched I haven't it. haven't seen yet. anything. I've just seen the announcements. The posts about about the farewell tour. Peace out, baby. Peace out. So, uh, okay, you know, homework for this week. First, Nothing. it better not be anything political. It better not be anything religious. It better not be you coming in here and preaching and yelling at people. Because you will be gone for the simple sake of that's not the rules of our world at three sides of the coin. Here's your homework. Right? Did you buy all three of Alan's new publications or did you just buy one? You should buy all three of them yeah. because they're doing a great job. All right. Say goodnight, um, Gracie. It is dinner time. Well, here, here, here's a good homework question. What album, and I don't, it doesn't have to even be kissed by any band. When there's too much drama in your life, what album do you hit the play button on to escape the drama of the world? I'll I'll just say for me, a lot of times it's Kiss Alive 2. I go to that. For whatever reason, that just sucks me out of all the bullshit drama because that's like celebration. Double Live Gonzo on the side that starts with wang dang if you get through that if you get through the first minute of that and you don't have a big smile on your face 
you're probably dead. Wang, dang, <laughs> sweet poon, tang. <laughs> the little preamble. Tommy, Tommy, what's your go-to to, to, to get rid of drama? Alive. It's, it's right up there with me, too. It was a I, I, you too. know, there's, there's a handful. I, I would also say Goodbye Yellow Brick Road because it, it immerses me in the moment of the music and it takes me back to those childhood memories of, of enjoying it was so carefree and you didn't have bills and you didn't have responsibilities or a job or you just need to figure out how to get enough gas money to get to the show that night. That's all you worried about. I miss yeah. those days. Yep. By, yep. by the so, way, on my, on my Facebook, I just posted a story because they, this, an Aussie show from 1982 that I went the to. Meat just, the meat show? The meat show? It was the meat, the actual, you can actually, if you listen, you go, ah, you can hear me go, ah, in the audience there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that show is now, I, for those of you, because there's quite a few big Aussie fans in our audience as well. The, the Detroit show, I mean, it's an audience recording, but I mean, I'd been looking for that show for 41 years. It just came out um, on CD. Uh, again, again, it's an audience recording. It's a good audio. You can enjoy it. Um, but that's the kind of stuff, man. You talk about time capsule. As soon as I was listening to that, I was going, oh, my God. I remember that day. It was, it was one of the first times I ever got. I was and smell the meat. I drove down to fucking Cobo Hall in Detroit by myself with a couple of my knucklehead buddies. My, my parents let me borrow the car. And I, it was just such a different world. Like you said, Tommy. I started going back and going, what, what fucking response? It was a Monday night too. I didn't, it was funny. I was looking at the tickets. I'm like, it was a Monday night in February in Detroit. Cold. That, yeah. Cold as fuck driving down with my buddies and you're freaking out. You're like, I hope I get off at the right exit, you know? And uh, again, I'd only been driving for six months at, at the time. And, you know, I drive night. down there school night. Yeah. And I, you know what, it's fun because I still have my, my, my Jersey. And I remember, cause I went to Catholic school. You, it was just weird. You, you, <laughs> you had to wear a shirt with a collar and you couldn't wear jeans. So I wore blue cords with a flannel over it. And I had my Aussie shirt on underneath. And I still remember to this day, this every day, Mr. Cicchini, please button up your shirt. Mr. Cicchini, please tuck in your shirt. Cause that's, I just wore a flannel with a rock shirt on every day and uh you know uh but yeah i couldn't wait to to you know sport my aussie shirt and just brought me right back to that day i'm like oh my god and then i had a couple of friends chime in too my buddy's like yeah i remember the snow and i'm like i forgot about this right you know it's just it was just what a great your your, your your big your biggest worry was what concert shirt would you buy because you only had so much money so which of the shirts do i buy do I buy the jersey, the t-shirt, whatever it might be? Well, Mike, that, was your worry. That, that shirt that you're wearing right now is the actual design for the bootleg on the Creatures tour. Because I have an mm -hmm. original one, which my daughter borrowed, liberated from the house because she, she likes wearing it so soft. And, and again, I, I bought that thing back in 1983 outside Cobo, almost a, a year to the date after the Aussie show. That was another thing I started going back in my head. I'm like, God damn, you know, that year I saw 
you know, cause again, I saw, I saw Ozzy in February of 82. And I remember saying, I think it was March iron maiden and Judas priest together at Kobo Aerosmith, Nugent, you know, just black Sabbath. Just I'm like, it was classic like, like time was, of rock tours. Oh my God. It seemed like I was there every other week, you know, cause I started going yeah. with them like, Oh my God. You know, cause I I'm, I'm always on the lookout for shows that I went to. I think everybody is. Yeah. You know, I think people like having that's again, Mike, you know, that kind of ties into like last week, you're talking about the instant lives. That's what made that so great. I mean, that's yep. really the ultimate thing. But anyways, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. I am running my gums because I, I do want to get out of here. Um, so. So so there you got your homework. There's your topic. If you're going to comment. Keep it civil. Keep it. Nice. Sure, keep it. Or Mike's going to be there. Or, or <laughs> the there's camera. just there's no warnings. You're just going to be gone. That's it. Okay. Don't don't come crying to us. Don't cry free speech. Don't cry First Amendment. Don't cry we're communists. It means nothing. Okay. Just laying it out there. We want to celebrate KISS. We want to celebrate rock and roll and the music we love. Um, all right, everybody. We do have a guest next week. We do. Tommy, you got to make sure that's confirmed. Yep. And I've, I've got the initial agreement that Timothy Bogart and someone else will come back on the show to, to help promote the digital and the DVD release in late May nice. of the movie. I like so it. So we're working on a lot of cool stuff here. So that's it, everybody. Three sides of the coin. We're out of here. We'll see everybody next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-VOICES for three sides of the coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.